Actual fun was had at Bush Stadium on Wednesday, and it was by the Cardinals, thanks to Tommy Edmond again. Uh, we're going to discuss Tommy's future with the team on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment so you interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Uh, today's episode being brought to you by Bunches. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discovered tab. You can also click the link in the show description to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. So, uh, better late than never, getting this podcast out really late on, on a Thursday. I had a crazy day working multiple jobs, doing all kinds of stuff, and finally, uh, I, I got home to uh, put this together for you guys, so uh, I apologize it's so late, but uh, better late than never, right? Uh, in a normal season for the St. Louis Cardinals, what transpired on Tuesday and on Wednesday would be seen as, you know, a momentum builder, some steps towards a playoff push in September, but unfortunately, this is uh, not a normal Cardinal year, and September is not going to have the same meaning in St. Louis this season as it has in so many years. Despite that, you have to admit you had a little bit of fun on Tuesday and Wednesday, didn't you, after those games? I mean, come on. You're listening to a baseball podcast right now that is focused on a team that is now currently 18 games under 500. So I know, I know that you're a baseball junkie. And luckily, we've got a lot of those kind of people in St. Louis who are, are still fans of the Cardinals and just you know live and breathe Cardinals baseball day in and day out despite the state of the team here in 2023. And I appreciate you all. Like, uh, I get a lot of comments these days about people who are saying things like, gosh, I feel bad for you, dude. It's got to be tough. And it's not easy all the time having to talk about a team when they lose most of the time. Now, and I don't mean this as a jerk thing, but now I know what it's kind of like to feel like a Pittsburgh Pirates fan or what are, what are some other teams that just stink all the time? Like, you know, it's, it's just not a lot of fun. It's just not a lot of fun. And when you get moments like you did on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, you got to enjoy it a little bit. So let's take you back to the game yesterday. Miles Michaelis, who still has not won a game since July 17th. He gets off to a rocky start, allows three runs in the first two innings. But after that, Miles settles down, pitches very, very well after that. Uh, the Cardinals get on the board in the fourth inning when Jordan Walker showed absolutely no mercy, no mercy whatsoever for that baseball on a uh, Rich Hill cutter that was on the inner half of the plate, turns, gets that big torso moving and blasts it to left field just to the side of Big Mac land for his first major league three-run shot to uh, tie things up. The ball traveled an estimated 431 feet. That's a long way, folks. That's a long way, especially at a stadium like Bush Stadium. 
And that brought some energy to the crowd and to the team, and everybody got back into it. The offense goes cold after that. They end up falling behind by the score of 4-3, to three, but give credit to the boys. They never quit. They never quit. Ninth inning, they're trailing by one. They're down to their final out. They're down to their final strike. Uh, they got an 0-2 count on Mason Wynn, who's facing Josh Hader again, who is pitching again. The Padres have just don't care about his arm. He, he gets to throw, I think, in all three games against the Cardinals this week, this, this week uh, in the series. And it was rookie Mason Wynn. Rookie Mason Wynn, who has certainly struggled since getting called up from AAA Memphis. You know, it, it has, you haven't seen a whole lot of hard contact out of him when he does put the ball in play. He's striking out a bunch. You know, growing pains, they happen to a lot of young prospects. This is not something that we need to freak out about. It's not something that we should be panicking about. He's learning to hit major league pitchers, okay? There's going to be some growing pains, okay? And, um, I, and I'm sure it's been killing him. Not to be able to perform out there on the field the way he was just doing at Memphis all year where, you know, he's tattooing the ball all over the place. He gets up to the big leagues and not as easy as it looks. But it is Mason Wynn in this game who comes up with the clutch two-out, two-strike double. And that brings up the hater killer, Tommy Evan, right? Uh, the same Tommy Evan who beat Hater on Tuesday night and extra innings was going to get another chance to do some damage again. And uh, damage is exactly what he did do. He pops an opposite field home run, puts it into the Cardinals bullpen in right field, gives the guys another walk-off win. Five to four is your final. It's a, it's a stunning win for the Birds. Um, they just haven't had a lot of these moments this year. You know, if uh, you're watching on YouTube right now, I got a picture of the reaction of uh, the, the dugout as Tommy's rounding first base there. And they all go crazy, man. And they should, you know. Uh, it's a crushing loss for the Padres. But let's, if we're being honest, they got to be the most disappointing team in baseball behind the Mets, right? Maybe the Yankees, but I know all of us in St. Louis are very angry and upset about things. But imagine for a moment if Mo and Bill DeWitt got together, doled out over $250 million in contracts like the Padres did. Or heck, the Mets were, according to uh, uh, Spotrac, $343 million. And then we're in the same boat as teams like Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Washington. Like, can you imagine what, what the reaction would be from the Cardinals fans right now? Would they even be that mad? Because at least they tried. They spent a lot of money. Anyway, huge win for the Cardinals. Just, just for their self-being and their, their just their mindset. Because life has not been easy for them. Jordan Walker goes four for four. Has his average up to 267 now. OPS plus up to 109. He's progressing. Andre Pallante with the win. Andre Pallante with the win. It's been a horrible year for Andre, but he throws a shutout and he picks up win number four on the season. And of course, you got Tommy Edmond playing hero again. Now four for eight in his career off Hader. The four hits tied for the most by any hitter off Josh Hader in his career. Edmond also became the first Cardinals player with a walk-off RBI in consecutive games since the great Albert Pujols did it uh, in June of 2011 against the Cubs. So August ends on a good note for St. Louis. The guys are smiling. The guys are laughing. And it appeared that at least for a little bit there, they enjoyed the game of baseball once again. It gives me an excuse to bust out the ugly old man shirt again, which is our our, our signature, hey, the Cardinals won a game <laughs> shirt uh, for the final uh, few weeks of this season. Like I said, they haven't had a lot of these moments this year, so I'm glad that they were able to enjoy it. 
The question I have is, you know, you see these two great moments from Tommy Edmond. What what is the future going to hold for Tommy Edmond in St. Louis? Like, what's going on with this? Some people think he's expendable. You should trade him. Others feel like he's this key cog to the team and to the lineup moving forward. No way you trade him. We're going to dive into it next on Locked on Cardinals. All right, Locked on Cardinals fans, I want to tell you about a new app called Bunches. If you haven't tried this yet, Bunches is a new app, and it's built just for sports fans where you can chat about sports like we love doing and do it in real time. You click the link in our our show description today, join the app, or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. And I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other Locked on sports fans. And it doesn't have to be just about the Cardinals. You can get into college football talk if you want to. NFL's coming up. We're starting to talk about the Blues a little bit more. Bunches is the place where sports fans chat. Locked on MLB group that is on uh, on Bunches. You can go there now, connect with other baseball fans, chat about your favorite team, chat about the Cardinals, chat about other teams and things that are going on with them. You want to go in and needle <laughs> Padres fans or uh, Mets fans for blowing all that money this year and not being any good? You can do that. It's okay. Uh, latest MLB news available on Bunches as well. Chat about your team every day. That's the idea. Tell uh, tell, tell your friends, tell your family members, tell anybody who's into sports that Bunches is a great place to go and uh, chat about whatever it is in sports that's going on that interests you. So download the Bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description uh, down below on YouTube. Or on the podcast, if you go to the info, or it's under there as well. And join the Locked on MLB Bunch community today. The Cardinals will be back home on Friday, and uh, they'll be facing the Pittsburgh Pirates that are in town. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter, always welcome and encouraged. We love the feedback. Anything you want to talk about, you let us know, whether it's good or bad. We're into it. Um, Tommy Edmond, this isn't really a good or bad conversation. It's just a conversation about Tommy Edmond. You know, he's been an extremely valuable piece to the success of the Cardinals since he joined them in 2019 when he got called up. 28 years old now. He's got a lot going for him. 28 years old now. He's under control until 2026. So he's not expensive. Switch hitter, although hitting from the right side has gone a lot better. He's batting 282 in his career from the right side, just 258 as a lefty. He's got very good speed. I don't I don't want to say elite speed, but he's got very good speed. Has won a gold glove at second base. Uh, has been almost as good a defender as shortstop. At least he was that last year. This year has been a little weird for him. He hasn't been quite as good, but he's been bouncing around. You've had him at second. You've had him at short. Now he's been playing center field more than any place else, you know? So, and he's proven he can actually pull that off. He hasn't been that bad in center field. So you put all that together and you say, duh, why, why would we get rid of somebody who has all of this going for him? Like, what is the idea here? Why wouldn't why would we want to keep him around for the remainder of his current contract? Like I said, you're under control until 2026. But then you got to look at where the Cardinals are right now. 18 games under 500. And you got to look at where they're weak at. Pitching, obviously, is a, a big concern. 
And then you look at your roster. You got to look at the roster and go, okay, where can I subtract something where I've got some depth, some good depth too? Where can I subtract something, trade it away to someone else? That way I can get where I'm weakest at, which is pitching, get that in return and not cripple my team. The answer, at least in my eyes, middle infield. Middle infield and outfield as well. You've got Brendan Donovan set to come back who can play infield and outfield. He can't play center field. That's that's not in his bag. Tommy Edmond pulled that off, but Brendan Donovan doesn't have the speed for that. Um, but you've got Lars Newbar, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, who all can play center field when they're healthy, obviously. Uh, you've got Victor Scott, who's become, I mean, he is flying up the charts as far as prospects for you. Remember, he barely cracked the top 30 at the beginning of the year. We had him on the podcast, and now he's in your top 10. <laughs> like, what? What, what, what? How did that happen? Well, he's having a monster year um, at double A. Started at A ball, has continued to get even better at double A. Going to be headed up to Memphis at some point, probably to start next season, but somebody who can play outfield as well. Uh, on your infield, you've got Mason Wynn as your shortstop. He's not going anywhere. Nolan Gorman's at second base along with Donovan. And then you have, in the minor leagues, you have middle infielders Thomas Jacy, who you got from Texas, who was just tearing the cover off the ball at double-A, plus Cesar Prieto, who you got from the Baltimore Orioles in the Jack Flaherty trade, hitting very, very well at triple-A. Not quite to a, a Sejaci level, but he is a godly right now at double a his numbers are nuts so the question is would it be smarter to use an asset like a tommy Edmond? pair him with one of your outfielders or two carlson or o'neill preferably maybe alec burleson if need be just spitballing here and in return you get some starting pitching would a pairing or a grouping like that be enough to, to get anyone worthwhile? Bernie Miklas uh, did an in-depth look at this at scoopswithdannymac.com. So if you want to tear into the numbers more, Bernie's excellent with that stuff. But what do we always say here on the podcast about trades? You have to give something to get something. You know, very rarely is it where you hose the other team and they, you don't have to give them anything. I know it's happened a few times with the Cardinals getting Goldschmidt, getting Arenado understood, but more times than not, that's not how it works out. If you think, and here's my thing. If you think an Edmund and Carlson combination is going to get you someone like a Shane Bieber, then give me whatever you're drinking because it's obviously some good stuff. I don't think that's enough to get one of these elite guys, but if you are going to put a package together that is capable of getting somebody of that level, Tommy Edmond or Brendan Donovan or Nolan Gorman are more than likely going to need to be a part of that deal. If you're going to get somebody good. So who is more expendable to you? You saw Donovan. The power was there left-handed hitter. So we can hit righties who, in Major League Baseball, you hit righties more often than there are left-handed pitchers. That's just the stats. It's real. Tommy Edmond struggles as a left-handed hitter. Um, what will the elbow injury 
due to the interest in a, in a Brendan Donovan for next year? Will Gorman's back problems scare people off? You know, these are things that the front office is going to have to figure out. Personally, and as much as I love him, I'm willing to deal Tommy Edmond or Brennan Donovan over Nolan Gorman right now. At this point in their careers, I want to hold on to Gorman. And I understand that Gorman has not done squat since he's come back from the injured list. I understand that. But I was saying it last year when people wanted to get rid of Gorman in his rookie year because he struggled. They wanted to trade him off. And then this year, for a while, he was one of the most dangerous hitters in the league. And then the back stuff started to creep up and you saw his numbers dip a little bit. And that wasn't great. But I understand that Edmund and Donovan are great pieces and great guys, but neither of them do anything that's like elite, right? Gorman has elite power. You know this. You can't argue that he doesn't. And he's gotten better from his rookie year last year to this year. And I would assume that he would continue to progress next year as well. Granted, right now, he doesn't look so good. I understand that. And that's probably why a lot of people are bagging on him right now. But I'm curious what your thoughts on these three are. If you were to have to trade at least one of them, at least one of them, to get a number one or number two pitcher, if that was the scenario, which one are you willing to give up first? What would be your pecking order? I would go Edmund, Donovan, Gorman. That would be me. But that doesn't mean I'm right. We could have a discussion about it. So let me know in the comments down below. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I want to talk about Harrison Bader because he is back in the NL Central, but unfortunately, he is not with the Cardinals. We're going to see him in a different uniform. We're going to talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers can bet $5, five little dollars, and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That way, if you're interested in a team and you're not in that market, uh, I know us in St. Louis don't have the Rams no more. I became a Packers fan before the Rams even came to town. So I have to get NFL Sunday ticket every year. And now you can save some money on it. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. This is the time of year when we all believe that our, our football team, our favorite team is good, like my Packers brought them up, are, are getting a lot of hype right now after having a strong preseason. People think that maybe Jordan Love isn't going to suck and that he's actually not a bad quarterback. He might be competent this year. That's great. Maybe I should put some money on that. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL.
The Cardinals at Bush again to battle the Pirates this weekend. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. So the waiver madness that uh, came upon us uh, the other day where like the Angels were just like, dude, we're out. Take everybody. Um, the Yankees put Harrison Bader on waivers, which, you know, everybody obviously in St. Louis pays attention to that because we love Harrison Bader. Um, all of the guys ex- from the Angels, except for former Cardinal Randall Gritchick, who also they placed on waivers, got claimed. And former Cardinal fan favorite Harrison Bader also was claimed. None of them by the Cardinals. We did a whole episode on it yesterday. Didn't come as much of a surprise. Didn't make a whole lot of sense for them to claim any of them, even in a what we were saying was like a tryout basis. Because if you want these guys next year, you just got to pay them. All right. They, they know what it's like to play in St. Louis and what it's like to be at these. But they get it. OK, uh, bringing them in on a to play on a team that's 18 games under 500 with very minimal fans in the stands. Probably not the best way to seduce anybody to join your team. But in the offseason, show them the money, show them the history. That's how you get them. Anyway, Harrison Bader coming back to the NL Central and. He's going to be wearing red and white again just now with the Cardinals. The Cincinnati Reds have claimed both him and Hunter Renfro from the Angels to add some depth to their outfield. They've had uh, a tough time with injuries recently. Um, Jake Fraley, Jonathan India, Joey Votto. They just lost Matt McClain, who's been one of their superstar rookies this year. They had a tough August, 10 and 17. I think the Cardinals were 10 and 16. So, you know, that's how bad they were. Um, I know pitching was something that the Reds were definitely interested in, but the Guardians ended up grabbing all the other Angels pitchers. They took Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, and Matt Moore, um, much to the chagrin of the Cincinnati Reds fans who were like, hey, you guys are kind of out of it. Well, they're five games back uh, of the Twins in the NL Central. They're 11 back in the wild card. But um, it is certainly going to be odd to see Harrison Bader in a Reds jersey. He didn't look all that bad to me in a Yankees jersey. It was weird seeing his hair cut. I didn't like that. He looks cooler with the with the flow going. But um, if you want to see something gross, here we go on YouTube. I'm going to show you a picture of him in a Reds jersey. Look at him. Ugh. Ugh. I hate that. I'm sorry if I made you vomit in your mouth a little bit when you when you saw that. I apologize. But... We're going to have to get used to it because the Cardinals play the Reds twice in September. And, uh, you know, maybe a reunion with Bader in uh, in the offseason. Maybe a discussion about that could happen if the team ends up trading some of their outfielders or a Tommy Edmond away for pitching. Uh, but we got plenty of time to worry about those things. But for now, the Cardinals have the Pirates coming to town this weekend. They trail them by three games in the Central It'd be a small victory. I, I would take it if they could uh, climb out of the cellar against them this weekend. That would be nice. At least pull in within a tie of that uh, if they sweep them. So let's see if they can carry the momentum that they just got against the Padres with the, you know, come from behind wins and walk off wins on Tuesday and Wednesday against the Padres. Let's see if uh, they can carry that into the weekend against Pittsburgh. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the Pirates with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Um, Just search Cardinals. Dakota Hudson set to uh, get the start on Friday against the uh, Pirates ace Mitch Keller. 
If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Again, sorry this came out so late. Busy guy.